0: Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode One Hundred and Ten. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. As always, my name is Christy, and I'm your host for today. And I'm so glad you decided to spend a few minutes with us and let us share some time together where we can learn a few things about business. Now, before we get started with today's content, I wanted to remind you about our sponsor, Bluehost. Now, Bluehost is a website hosting service. It is one of the best, and it's used by Hundreds of thousands of websites, and simply go to mortarreporter dot com forward slash website. There, you'll see a place where you can put in the web address you're thinking about getting. If it's available, it will let you know, and let you know how much it costs. Anywhere from three ninety nine to about eleven ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine, and that's a yearly cost. And once you do that, grab your website and you are in business, you can then go ahead and enter the online space and get your URL out there and start promoting your website. Simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Once you do that, I will send you a cheat sheet of plugins that you can go ahead and get on your website to begin with to keep you visible to those you want to find your website and help keep you invisible from the spammers and the bots and people that would seek to use your website for their benefit. So com forward slash website. Now, today is Monday. It's January 19th, whenever this episode is airing. And I wanted to give you a couple of updates from the pier. We've had um, a slow, I I would consider a slow weekend from my business at the pier. It hasn't been stellar for anyone. It seems like there's been a lot of crowds, um, a lot of people there. I don't even know that it's proper to say a lot of crowds. There there have been crowds. <laughs> and if they are a lot of them, then there's more people. So anyway, the, the volume of traffic has been there. But it's been a different kind of traffic for my kind of business. And it hasn't been people that are constantly buying. So I've had um, kind of a low performance weekend as far as revenue goes. But I also want to let you know that today... On January 19th, when we go to the pier, which there's no reason we won't be going at this point, um, we will be in our 15th straight day of being able to go to the pier and work. So no rest for the weary. Um, It is a little bit tiring. And don't get me wrong, I'd like a day off more than anyone. But this is what happens when you go into business for yourself. You go long periods of time with no days off and the days that uh, you normally used to take off are many times the busiest days for your business. So it completely flips your paradigm for time on and time off whenever you work for yourself, because I'm chomping at the bit to get back out to the pier. The good news is when we have low performance days, it's a blessing to have so many days that we can string together of day after day after day at the pier, because that simply adds to what I need for the month to live. So um, for me personally, it's kind of interesting because whenever performance is off, and I have high expectations for performance, and, you know, I, I need a certain amount to live on. I mean, that's kind of where my expectations come from. I'm not shooting for um, $100,000 a month or any kind of crazy goals like that, but people always have advice, and so I'll tell you where I am right now with my struggle um, I am getting advice about you need to try this and you need to try that and and these are people saying for me to try adding more products to my cart well I did a couple of experiments this week and I brought pizza back during the week and over the course of the whole week only sold four and that's over the course of the whole week and then I brought back the kebabs and in the course of three days that I brought back the kebabs I only sold one. So right there, that tells me that those are low-performing items. Now, I did not take them last night to um, the pier with me. And last night, there were four people that asked me um, for pizza. And so it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, the minute you don't have it, that's whenever people are going to want it. And the minute you do have it, you're going to sit there and not sell any. So for me, my struggle is... Do I do I take up valuable space on my cart and not just valuable space, but valuable time from my schedule to make pizza if it can sit there all week and not do anything? And so I'm struggling. Do I maybe bring it just back on the weekends and not worry about the weekdays or what do I need to do? Um, And the other part is, is that I haven't gotten my process down enough with pizza yet to actually feel like I'm serving a great product, and I know I am with coffee, and I know I am with the caramel corn, and I know I am with the ice cream, and so that's a little bit of my hesitation, and I don't exactly know if my hesitation, uh, you know, my hesitation to promote the pizza might be affecting the, the sales of the pizza, I don't know, I mean, it's some of those subconscious things, I believe, that whenever you don't feel confident about something, it somehow comes across in the way you present it and it could be it could be that and so um, I've either got to work that out or completely eliminate that item now the other thing that I'm struggling with is I don't know if you've ever heard of or or even lived by the 80-20 rule and that simply says that 20 percent of your activity will bring in 80 percent of your revenue and so what I need to do is add more, more of the 20% and eliminate the other things that fall outside of that 20%. And I, I struggle with that um, because I, I, I hate to eliminate anything that can bring me any revenue at this point. And I don't know, maybe whenever we get a little bit busier and whenever we're in the heart of the season whether we can get to a point where I will know exactly what to eliminate and what is is just too much too much time and too much time commitment outside of the pier in order for me to uh, bring it on the cart for it not to be productive and sell so anytime I have stuff there that is not selling uh, to me it's a problem because then it's just waste and with food you know how waste goes Uh, restaurants experience that so much and I, you know, I can't have a lot of spoilage and waste and that sort of thing on my food cart either. So beyond that, um, the, the other things that I've been doing in my spare time I have been doing, um, I told you that I was going to be taking on some additional sewing. Um, who knew, right? Who knew I could do sewing, but, i uh, The Home Ec Minor from college is going to come in handy. And I have been, so I've been sewing, um, doing some sewing at home for the vendor next to me that makes handmade uh, leashes and dog collars and harnesses and visors and bandanas and those kind of things. And so I have been doing that in my spare time as well. And, you know, again, it's not... A ton of money. It's not like I'm, you know, getting paid $5,000 a month to do that or anything. I mean, heck, if I was, I would be doing that full time, right? <laughs> but, but the whole thing is, all of these little things are supplementing what I'm not making at the pier. And so um, anything extra that I can add on, you know, if it's $120 a week that I can get from sewing, then that by the end of the month, I mean, is another $500 I've added onto my income. And um, so I'm going to continue doing that. It's a, you know, I, I haven't sewed consistently in a really, really long time. And I enjoy doing it. And I came from a family, probably much like many people my age um, did, that my mom sewed. And she could make anything, and she would make us outfits. And if we needed a a new uh, suit for a, a dress up event, she would make us a a suit, and she would make us clothes. And you know, she could just she could just do that kind of thing. And I always envied really being able to do that, but I wanted to learn that skill, and and I did so. I mean, part part of when I grew up, I, I learned a few things from her. She would have me doing a lot of the the ironing and the, you know, ironing out the seams and using the old pressing ham and that sort of thing to try to get things like she wanted it. But I learned most of my sewing in college. And so um, I find now that I'm in uh, a situation where I am going the go all the time, that when I actually sit down and know that I've got like an hour or two of sewing, it actually becomes very relaxing for me. It's. I don't want to say it's mindless work because it's really not completely mindless work. But what it is, is a way just to kind of focus and get your mind in a zone and you're doing the same thing again and again. And so it's very um, calming. It's almost, I don't know, I would imagine it does for my mind the same thing that maybe people that meditate does. It kind of just gives you a little bit of a break, and so I actually enjoy doing the sewing, so I'll continue to do that um, supplementally. So down at the pier, I've told you we've had 15, I've had 15 straight days. Today will be my 15th day of business and being open for business down there, and you know it's interesting because even in that 15 days, I have seen repeat customers. I have seen customers come back from one day to the next. I have seen them also refer their friends, I had a tour guide that had seventy people down in the Keys the other day. Um, she was a tour guide and she was conducting the tour. Had planned it, was conducting it for seventy people, and she said to me um, when I made her ice cream, she said, "If it's good, I'll tell my people to come, you know, come down here." Well, after that, there were two separate people that said that fit that I, they had kind of the, the little. I don't know, it's not a badge or whatever, but the little. Thing they wore around their neck with their lanyards and their tour information on it two different customers came back from that group and bought because that lady said hey it was good ice cream and you should go down there it's kind of a neat thing to, people are always impressed whenever I make their ice cream so there are repeat customers and what I'm learning not just for my business but for any business is that being consistent and showing up is half the battle. Now, for me, every single day could be a choice. No one's forcing me to go down to the pier every single day. I need the money, and I enjoy going down to the pier. I enjoy doing it, and so I want to do it as often as possible, and I want to do it, you know, like this past two weeks of having perfect weather hasn't been perfect. There's been some overcast days. where We thought we'd get rained out, but you know what? You go anyway, and that's exactly what we've done, and we've not had any days where we couldn't complete the evening Now, it might not have been the ideal pristine sunset but here's the thing conditions are not always going to be ideal can't make your business around ideal conditions and so it's one of those things where I'm finding that the more consistently I'm showing up and the more I'm setting up in the same in the same place people begin to look for you and people begin to uh, recognize if you're there or not and they recognize Um, from, even from year to year, there are, there are people that have come up to my cart and said, huh, are you new here? I don't remember this from last time. And I'll say, well, I started in August. And they'll say, ah, I come every January. Well, you know what? Come back next January. I hope I'm still down there and I hope I get to see you. But um, even the the person that is a vendor, food vendor, that's kind of next to me, um, she has been there. She's now in her second year. And she'll have that all the time. Every week she'll have people come up and say, I bought a pineapple from you last year. And they're buying one again. You know, so it's one of those things where you do begin to build a little bit of a customer base. And I don't know about you, but I have had in my hometown, um, and even down here in the Keys, experiences where a Business, it's, it, might have, it might have even closed for renovations and reopened under new management or closed for a minute and then reopened. And you can't figure out what their hours are. And before you know it, it's like, oh, they're open one day till seven o'clock at night. And then the next day you go um, later in the evening and they're closed because they decided it wasn't worth being open until that late. And then you, you don't, they really never know what their hours are. And simply getting in a consistent routine And knowing that these hours you're going to be open and you're going to be available for your customers no matter what is part of the battle. And that's half of the the getting the repeat customers is being consistent and showing up and being there and so that's what I'm doing I'm in the process of just being down there as many nights as I can getting established with the people that are down there because many people are down there for a week and you know what, if people come and the sunset isn't picture perfect one night you know what they'll do many times they'll come back the next night or another night before they leave they'll just try it again and see if it's a better sunset because they want those sunset pictures they want those selfies, they want all that um, to show that they had a great visit in Key West. And so, so that's kind of where I am. And that's what, what's been going on at the pier. Um, we are expecting, um, in February things to start getting busier and get in season. We are also, um, hoping that the more snow and ice that comes up North, the more people come down to Key West just to get away. And so we are hoping for a great, great, uh, on season uh, tourist season this year um, some of the things that we are dealing with is again we still have a construction issue whenever our parking lot is closed and some people can't actually park to get to sunset celebration They're having to park further away and walk further so we could be seeing less clientele from that um, it's also harder on us vendors um, to get to the point where we can get our carts in there And then go around the city and find parking. And then for me, I'm riding a bicycle back to Mallory Square. So my exercise for the day is those spurts in between taking my cart and that sort of thing. So that's that's what's been going on at the pier. I'm going to keep on keeping on at this point. I'm not adding... Uh, there was a jury session this morning I did not attend. I could not pull it together for some things I'm thinking about doing. And I'm going to ride it out another week. We're very, very, very close to being able to be out there all day long with a cruise ship, whenever the cruise ships are there, for the Q, uh, Mallory Square Artisan Market. And then we've got to do some marketing for that. And I feel like our whole event needs kind of a marketing refocus because I don't know that there has been. Um, a lot of focus on marketing so we're going to be working on those things and hopefully between those two things and then my supplemental sewing I will be able to bring in the amount of money I need to pay the bills and so that's what I'm looking for to start off 2015 and then also again working on some additional things so that's where I am that's what I'm doing that's how it's been going, and as Paul Harvey would say, and now you know the rest of the story. So for those of you who don't know who Paul Harvey is, you're way too young, and I'm envious of you of your youth. So if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, simply go to com forward slash website. There it will show you a link to our Bluehost Uh, our sponsor Bluehost. They are our website hosting service and it's very easy to go ahead and put in the name that you want to get for your website and then go ahead and make that purchase. It's a minimal purchase. It's a very small small investment in your business and the price you see is the price for the year to hold your website for you. So go ahead and grab your website. Many are disappearing every single day because they're getting bought up Whether people want to use them or not, many are just squatting on them. So go ahead and get yours. And once you do, I'll go ahead and give you a cheat sheet of the plugins you need to get on your website to make sure you're seen by those you want to be seen by and not exposed to spam and the bots that want to use your website for their benefit. So com forward slash website is the place to go to get your website. You guys, thanks for joining me. As you can tell, I am getting a little bit of a a chest cold, and I'm going to continue to keep working and trying to get as many days in a row strung together as possible down at the pier. I thank you for caring. I thank you for listening to my lessons and my ramblings and uh, just kind of being a part of this crazy, crazy quit your job and move to Key West adventure that I'm on. So thank you so much, and I hope you have a fantastic day. All right, thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step-by-step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local.